And another guest leaves because of the intro of our podcast. <laughs> but actually, now you don't have to agree with either of them, but Neil Postman's book, Musing Ourselves to Death, and Noam Chomsky's Manufacturing Consent really hit it in the 80s, where we become soundbite society, media, social media, we take issues, just soundbites, a little narrative, buzzwords. There's so much like there's outrage, you have to pick a side. So when I meet somebody that I can actually talk some issues with in a civil way. He was running for office. I'm very glad to have her on. But first, we have our, especially because we have our second president of the United States, John Adams, here. Good morning. And so she's really in for today, probably. This is Virginia McIntyre. Hi, Virginia. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Now, how, Thank you so much. Can you tell us a little about yourself and what you're running for? Why do you want to do this in this climate? <laughs> I had it. That's what wow. I've been thinking of all week. <laughs> wow, and that's that's a long story. So my name is uh, Virginia McIntyre. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well. My personal page is Virginia Eleanor McIntyre, and that's what we did when I was working as a, a singer to distinguish it because there was another Virginia McIntyre on the other side of America. Plus, note the that, music connection on the podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was born and raised in Gates, and um, I developed a passion for opera early on, um, you know, for singing, and I, the Gates Chai Lai Concert Choir kind of started pushing me out as a soloist, and then I did rap-a, and um, so I had decided early on that I wanted to sing, so I went down to SUNY Purchase and um, got my, ma- my uh, Bachelor's of Music, and then I went over, in my post-grad work, they sent me over to Italy, and that had been my dream, and I was from this... You know, my mom was uh, in law enforcement. She was a peace officer. And, you know, the rest of my family, they're either factory workers or teachers. I mean, I, my dream of touring the world, I thought that was going to happen if I got to be like a big star like Renee Fleming, right? I wasn't thinking, oh my gosh, you're going to get this chance to go to Italy, you know, so early on as a student. And, um, and it was right after September 11th had happened. And the world was topsy-turvy then, too. Um, Never changes. Oh, my gosh, no. And so, <laughs> that's true. And so I went, I didn't even have a passport at the time. I mean, I had to rush everything to get over there. And I was supposed to only be in Mantova, Italy, which I didn't know where to locate it on a map. They just said, it's in Italy. And I went, fine, and bought a ticket. Um, that was that was likely before Google Maps was Yo, all yeah. over the place. Oh, my gosh. And, and the way that it worked back then with, you know, computers, the Internet, whatever, is that... On American maps, it's listed as Mantua, which is its Latin name, and yet on Italian information, it's Mantova. And so I wasn't sure exactly. I'm like, is it Mantua or Mantova or Mantova or whatever? And so I couldn't really read up about it. I I wasn't sure because there was this, like, duplicate name thing going on, which now would be very easy to resolve. Um, but yeah, I nobody else wanted to travel. It was January of 2002, and I went, sign me up, I'm going, and left. And they told me, at the time, they told me that things were so cheap not to bring that much luggage to just buy everything over there. And that was a huge mistake. I went over there with a little double duffel bag worth of stuff, and that was it. Oh. And that was the beginning of 20 years in Italy. Um, I thought I was going to be there for six months. Um, I fell in love with the little town I was living in almost immediately. It's in the center of a castle. I'll show you some pictures. It's crazy. Um, It's gorgeous. 
Um, I had never seen a castle in real life. I didn't think they actually still existed. Like, my idea of a castle was like Game of Thrones or the way we think of dinosaurs, right? They used to be around, but they're not <laughs> still around. And, um, like, everywhere in Italy, like, the, the countryside is speckled with these little kind of castles and all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't believe that from my little, you know, lower middle class childhood, I was living in a castle. <laughs> and I just, I was so um, enchanted, I guess, by the whole thing that when they asked me after three months there, they said, hey, you know, you're doing, you're in the middle of your master's, but would you like to finish your studies with us and get a European degree? I was like, can I? Really? Do I? Absolutely. And I dropped everything and went, I'm going to live here for another three years. And then wow. after th three years, I then had started because I needed, I mean, I was on student loans for a while, but then I needed to start working. So I had started to teach part time and I, um, the language almost, almost killed me. I mean, the language itself, I thought I was good at languages, um, through my university career, I was so much of a nerd and a straight-A student, and they, at the time, it was like the Harry Potter stage. They were making fun of me as being like the Hermione Granger of the department with my hand in the air all the time, and I was a super nerd, and I thought I was good at academics, and I thought I was good at languages, and I went over to Italy, and they beat that out of me real fast. I mean, it was the, the shock of having people speak that language to you. Um, and the different, different dialects. Oh, when, I was in, when I lived in D.C., there was a bookstore I went to, and they spoke French. And I used some French, so uh -huh. being old, I'm going to do yeah. this. So I start, then all of a sudden, Exactly. <laughs> and they would make me cry on a regular basis. Like, they would get mad at me and, and tell me, you know, which is when are you going to learn Italian? And it was like I was trying so hard. I couldn't understand why I wasn't learning. Everyone around me, like I was constantly surrounded with other immigrants from other countries. I felt like they all knew the language and there was something wrong with my brain that I couldn't learn. You know, I would call up my mother in tears two or three times a week and she would ask me every single time, well, do you want to come home? And because I am born stubborn, I was like, no, I don't want to go home. And so part of me got really determined to to beat it and to learn the language and I was like I'm going to get so good that I'm an interpreter that I'm going to be an interpreter I'm going to be um a sort of you know um reference point for language in this town and gosh darn it that happened I mean oh, that was something yeah. I mean, that wasn't what I went there to do. It just was one of those. It was like the more they the more they would accuse me of being stupid, the more I was like, no, I'm going to learn this. And that's no, stupido. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't how they'd say it. But, um, you know, it was literally them getting in my face and asking me why I hadn't after two or three months become fluent. Right. Which is not what I found is that's not we're told this sort of urban legend that if you go to live in another country, you will somehow magically absorb the language and become fluent in like a week, right? And people spend ridiculous amounts of money to go over and do these full immersion programs. And um, I found it actually takes you, if you're not studying grammar, and you must study grammar at some point, um, I found it takes about 18 months of living in the country to get really fluent. 
Um, and that is 18 months of living in the country and refusing to associate with people that speak your language, which most people, the big mistake that a lot of Americans make when they go abroad is they want American things. They want to speak English. We are terrible at migrating. Oh, um, drawn to the familiar. Well, you are, and Americans just expect everybody to speak English yeah. everywhere. Oh, it, I saw that. Like when I've been tra- traveled a lot, I've seen that. Oh yeah, my mom would come visit me, and she's like, "Why can't they just speak English?" I'm like, "Because it's Italy. Because they don't have to." And um, it it changed my perspective entirely on the world, right? Because you realize that we think of our universe and our behavior and our you know, our society that it's we have here. It's all just normal, right? Yeah. And when you go to some place that they have completely different cultural standards, you've got to adapt or leave. Yeah, I saw one of my biggest uh, eye-openers was I was in the last days of the Soviet Union. Oh, yeah. And oh, really, wow. And what yeah. you do, too, is you come back about whatever flaws our country has. You come back. You want to kiss the ground oh, when you Oh, my come gosh. Back. Yes. <laughs> okay, I was one of those very liberal American college students. I was still... And this is, you know, full disclosure, I, I, at 18 years old, I registered as a Republican. So I'm one of those rare people that was just always a registered Republican. But it wasn't that I was political. And I went, I mean, opera singers are probably the most liberal branch of the performing arts. So I wasn't, I didn't go over there like, you know, rah, 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 America. But 20 years there made me become a patriot, it made me into a person that was like, America's fantastic. We don't even know how lucky and we it is. are. And I mean, if you study history, and a lot of people don't know history, every country has its flaws. Oh, I would yeah. take, you know, there's a lot of good... So what yeah. dragged you into running this time? So, okay, so 20 years over there, and I... What I didn't realize is that when you as an American citizen go to live abroad, um, American immigrants are such a rare thing, right? We don't... People don't think of, of, of Americans going to other places. Everybody comes to America, right? So... If you're, especially if you're in a smaller town, like if you go to a large city like Milan, you will bump into other Americans like Milan, Rome, Florence, whatever. If you're in a smaller city like Mantova, you're that weird American girl there, right? And it was a city, I mean, it's not tiny, tiny. It's, there's probably like 250 to 300,000 people in the surrounding area, right? So it's, it's certainly like a smaller version of Monroe County, the whole surrounding area. And Mantova, with its city center of like 60,000 people, is about half the size of, well, maybe a third of the size of Rochester. Um, but I sort of became the American girl, the mascot, sort of, for the town. Um, I was teaching, in, once I got done with the, my studies, I justified staying there by teaching English. And so I became this reference point for all things American, which I wasn't expecting to be. Like, I basically became an ad hoc sort of improvised American ambassador without knowing or without signing up for it, right? It sounds like a lot of responsibility. Oh, my gosh. And you realize it when you're over there. You realize when people are asking you about the American system constantly because – Nobody's indifferent to America. Like, it's not a country that's that people are like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't really. I mean, everybody, they watch American shows that are translated in and dubbed into Italian. They watch what's going on in American news. They're very tightly knit. You know, the American government is, is over there everywhere. There are American bases over there. They know us. You know, we go over there on tourism, so that's a big chunk of their economy. Nobody is indifferent to America, and so they're constantly asking you questions about America. And so you're representing, and that's a huge, you realize it's a responsibility. Even as young as I was, I got that, 
I mean, it was right after September 11th. This is 2002. So, I mean, I literally had all of these different people coming at me saying they either agreed with what the government was do, our government was doing, or they disagreed. And somehow I would get that as if it was me, right? As if it was me acting. And it was like, you know, you realize that as a citizen, whether you like it or not, you're responding for your country. Um, and so, yeah, I did 20 years of that. I ended up loving it. I loved them. Um, I integrated into their society, which is hugely important as an immigrant, no matter where you're from, um, is to integrate. Um, I, I dealt with the difficulties of immigration. I dealt with crying outside of the Questura and having them threaten to kick me out of the country and having to get all my paperwork done. So I knew about that process. I was helping other interpreters with the process of immigration. I saw them going through a lot of what we're going through right now. I mean, the Lampedusa thing, people were talking about this thing in Lampedusa that that came into the news. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's old news for me. I've known about that for 20 years, you know. The, And so, um, you know, I... I found a way to 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 be very happy and um, integrate my being an American without losing being an American, right? I never lost that part of my identity, and yet I also was adopted into this other culture, which I am not ethnically a part of, right? Um, even though I was born in Gates, I'm apparently the only person born in Gates that's no, not me. ethnically Italian. I wasn't Italian. born in Gates, but I, would, I used to think I was the only non-Italian to yeah. say theaters. And, and, well, my joke now that I'm running is like, well, I'm, I wasn't, you know, I was born in Gates, not Italian, but I did 20 years in Italy, so they've forgiven me for it. <laughs> I thought soccer was a national sport. Yeah, oh, like, it is over there. Well, here, I mean, oh, because yeah. it's a theater. Yeah, oh, oh my gosh, yes. Now, so, I, had this, I had this revelation when I was traveling. This was during the first Gulf War, right? Yeah. Like, January. I'm in the elevator with a bunch of Arabs, right? Uh-huh. But are Sam Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> so they're looking at me and they're like, you, you American? Yeah, we Iraqis. They start hugging me, I, I and know. we're all like, so they're trying to go on the way to yeah. Turkey. And people are all cool when you meet them. Yes, they are, and that's you know, if we had more of that. I mean, I was trying to help them create an exchange program, and someday, someday, maybe we still will. I think going abroad and living abroad and being an American abroad for a certain amount of time is really good for you because it it really does get you to understand our differences better and and find a way. I'm not. It's it's um. Like I said, integration is not about giving up who you are. It's about learning to interact um, and disagree and still be friends, see, which we've really we've lost. lost. <laughs> I used to see these signs that I'll get the wrong. It was like, like Italian by birth, American by choice. <laughs> where it's assimilation, where it's assimilation. You yeah. bring your, you bring your, the only thing for like having my Italian friends, I would gain like 50 pounds going over. Oh, my gosh. It's like. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean. I was at the Italian American, the the Gates and Media. Yeah, my Club friend Rob the Caesar, Larry, his parents oh, are like yeah. my best. And they're they're. You I can't mean, walk when you go. Uh, they're so awesome. Yeah. Um, I and the Italian community. When I came home from Italy, because I came home to take care of my mother. My mother was very sick. My mother was in the car right now, um, which people will yell at me. She's in the car. Yeah, she's in the car. anyway. Um, my um, my mom, who was very sick when I came home, I, I I took a year of my life off to get her back to health, which we had a miracle happen, and we got her off dialysis and. She's walking now, and it's amazing. Good. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That was yeah. a big deal, especially because they they were supposed to give her a kidney, and then they refused to do so because she wouldn't take the vaccine, and that was, you know. I looked at these doctors <clears> that were 
Uh, what, a, speaking, what a scam. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've been in the system because my data <laughs> dementia yeah. for five years, so I've been through the whole system. Yeah. So I really, okay, I, I try not to be the kind of person that, you know, gets up and down and jumps and screams and whatever. I just looked at the doctors and I said, well, you know what? I'm not worried about that because uh, I'm going to get her off dialysis. And the doctors laughed at me. They actually visibly were like, <laughs> my, you know good luck kind of thing three months later i had her off dialysis um and then you know she had not been walking uh while i was in italy because she was really overweight and had a whole bunch of different health issues i got her walking again um without a walker and without a wheelchair and that was it it was a labor of love it was a year of just putting everything on hold and then i started volunteering on the local campaigns because you know she she looked at me and she said, well, what are we going to do about the country? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, let's see what those Republicans are doing. And I discovered this whole universe. I discovered that there was sort of a connection in Gates, at least, between the Republican Party and uh, and the Italian community. And um, I went into this Republican meeting and everybody was Italian. And I started speaking to my, my two favorite little Italians, Nelly and Quintino, and in see, Italian. Rob Caesar's been my friend since we were kids. Oh, my God. See, we, yeah. went, to, uh, we went to college together. He's uh, like, we've been friends They're for amazing. we're friends for life. Yeah. And, and they, they Could welcomed Could you make the L.A. Me. Chargers actually win? He would vote. Yeah. <laughs> well, they welcomed me with open arms. They were like, oh, my gosh, you lived in Italy. That, was, that happened at my first Republican meeting. And I was like, what? Wait, what? Because the Italians that I knew in Italy were all left wing. I mean, Mantova was there. I was down the street in Mantova from like there's this communist flag. They had their party headquarters for Mantova. I've right seen, down I the read street. about all this. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. So it's a totally, as an American, to mind you, I was going over there in my early 20s. Just my jaw was open because it was a whole different world. We're glad you didn't um, bring the flag back. Yeah, I know. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was. I, they even they invited me many times to sing at their functions, and I didn't know that it was them because it was booked through my pianist. And I would find myself, and I'm like, oh, I'm in this group. And we would debate. I would be able to debate with them in, in Italian about the theories, you know, of communism and socialism. And they would look at me and they go, well, you know a lot about this, you know, as the singer that they weren't expecting to debate with. And, um, you know, we were able to amicably debate without screaming at each other. And... You know, I think that I'm trying to bring a lot of that to whatever I do and knocking on doors. And um, I'm trying to find a way to make to not to make, but to allow people to have a different vision, especially of what a Republican is at this point. Um, And especially of what a young Republican woman is Um, that we exist, by the way. There are a lot of the women are getting very, very active. And very involved because, you know, our women, the women of my generation, you know, they're they're moms now. Right. Well, I was just going to say, I'll bet you that's because they feel that their children are being threatened. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There's a lot. And um, the women are so active and I'm so proud of them for being so active. And a lot of people that didn't know anything about politics at all are now kind of asking asking important questions. And um, it's nice to knock on those doors and be able to answer some of those. And again, there are people that I strongly disagree with that I have very nice conversations with. And that's the best part of it. The one thing I want to get in, because I know you have to go for an hour soon, is, and I wanted to show the human side of candidates too, (laughs) which we're doing. And I could probably talk for three or four hours on political theory because that's oh, my thing. Oh, I, I bet. Say, well, Chomsky also was a linguist. How much our, language is connected to what we do? Our system is the worst system there is except for yep. everything else. Yep. 
And that's yeah. the thing. But I have to go back to my poli sci roots. So we have state, national, local government. Right. You were running for the legislature I in the am. county, so you're dealing for county affairs and yes. your district. Yes. And I, just the one thing I'll ask is what, just very briefly, because I don't want to keep you, what has been the big concern, like talking to the community? Wow. Well, first of all, okay. Just in brief, because I, I know. I know. And I could talk about this for hours because this has become my passion. I did not think that this was going to be the passion of my life, but this has become the passion of my life. Um, is, you know, people don't even know what a county legislator does. So Well, exactly. I I actually you know, downloaded about 26 PDF files county. last night <laughs> it's local. to figure out what county politics were about. Yes, and, and a lot of people don't know that they have a county legislator. I mean, they see these signs, you know, they'll talk to me about stuff that I have to tell them. That's actually a town thing, right? The tree so that's in front the one of your thing, house is a town thing. There are yeah. levels of government. Yeah. It goes and different people deal with different things, that's different right. branches. Yeah. And the one thing I would also stress, you really know Nobody wants to vote in the local elections. And this they're is, the most this important elections. You know what's going on in your community, what's important. These are the closest yes. to you. You know, so ah. make sure you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. you learn um, about the issues a little bit, but vote. Exactly. And look, so, I mean, I think the first thing is getting people that proper education on local politics in general because those are the ones that affect you the most and they're the people you can actually talk to like it's very difficult to get like your state well your senator on the phone right we can't you're you probably don't have the number for chuck schumer or for joe morelli you probably don't have their personal number if you call their them you're going to get an office right with your local representatives you can probably find a way to actually talk to them and, honestly, and have them come to I your used door. I to work on the Hill, and I could tell you, yes, you like them, you don't like them, they're people. But if you write to a senator or something, I would write some of the answers for right. you. They might, I mean, you have a like a sheet of yeah. what they believe, but you're going to have an aide writing yeah. back to you. Yeah, exactly. And people don't realize those local people actually probably have a better shot at getting to speak to your senator than you do. And your best your best bet is to kind of go through them and to say, hey, you know, I would really like to talk to this person. I'm having this issue because they're probably going to be able to sort of make those calls to get in there for you before just going directly to that office. But the aides and stuff like that, I know an aide on Capitol Hill right now. He's lovely. Oh, they're good they're, people. They're very, they're, they're very, very they're nice over, people. As we just call ourselves you know. hill rats, we were overstretched. <laughs> I'm sure, and I'm sure right now, my goodness, watching what's going on right now. Oh, we're um, not talking about that. No, 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 no. no, no. no but I really, you. I wish we had more time because this has been fascinating. Yeah. And I know, you have to understand, Virginia's been running all over the place. Oh, my gosh, She's, yes. Uh, <laughs> Is there, there a well, thing called sleep? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm very tired. So we're very um, lucky to have her here. But, I mean, my theory on all of this, and I think this is an important thing, and it's going to be, I hope more people will, will imitate this in the future, is the show, not tell. Like, politicians have a track record of telling you what they're going to do. And the whole point of me getting out and there. Telling, and telling. And telling. And telling. And telling. The whole point of what I'm doing is to show. So I go out there and participate in community cleanups. I go out there. If somebody says to me, I want to talk to you, I'm going to show up at your door, right? Um, it's it's the fact that I have been dead set even in the midst of what was a pretty heated primary of making sure I was being positive because people kept telling me over and over again, you know, I don't like that it's become so negative. So even in the background when I was getting hit with like, oh, she's doing this, she's doing that, 
I had people telling me, well, you got to fight I saw back. her when she was five. She kicked a dog. Yeah, I know. Ex- well, it wasn't <laughs> like that, but there was a lot of stuff going on in the background. And people kept telling me, you got to hit back. And I was like, no, I have promised the people you know, that I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to stick to it. Because if I can't show them now that I'm going to stick to it, what am I going to do in the future? There's a scene right? from the movie Green Book I love where Don Shirley goes, dignity always wins. That's And correct. I think especially when... It's all mud, hot air now. Somebody who stands above it and goes, look, I'm going to run on my merits. This is how I'm going. Yep. It's I'm hard. Put some, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, because that was like Atwater's idea where you get the negativity rating up. And right. I think it's been, why do you want to do that? Then it's. <laughs> well, I am also a woman of faith and I pray every day that God keeps me on that. It keeps me, you know, honest on that mission of I'm going to be positive. I'm not going to come at people negatively. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. I mean, I'm not well, saying bravo. it's something that, yeah. And one of the reasons it's hard is because the negative campaigns have work. shown themselves to be so effective. I know. I know. But then you get somebody in there with like a 20% approval rating because this basically, yeah. you know. Yep. But this has been really cool learning to get to know you and a little bit. Thank I wish you. we, obviously, we wish we had more time. <laughs> yes, I know. Glad we have enough time. But but I, we have a real know. treat, too. We're going to have an opera song by Virginia yes, at the end here. Yes, and if so, uh, you ever have time afterwards and go vote, she'll make a great representative. Yes. And we'll hold her to a promise. Maybe she'll come back. Yeah, after she, I definitely <laughs> will. And I'm hoping to, once this the, the campaigning process is over, to yeah. do some concerts but locally. please just go vote, like okay? Yes. It just takes you a couple minutes. November 7th and early voting. Let's get this out there, right? Early voting starts on October 28th. See, i just never done that. So I and it runs through. November 5th and you can actually vote at any polling site in the county for early voting. Now, in Gates, it's St. Theodore's, and in oh, Greece, sorry, it's I the church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in Greece, it's the um, North Greece Church of Christ, right? But actually, you can vote, even if you're like out in Penfield visiting friends, you could literally vote for your local elections at any early voting site, okay? On the day of, you must go to your site. So that's the difference. Day of November 7th, you must go to your normal polling station. But for early cool. voting, and you can we're vote We're looking anywhere. forward. People can guess the opera song. But I'll leave with a little quote. There used to be some Soviet anecdotes from the 30s. It's a show of system. Now, in the 30s, Joseph Stalin liked to smoke his pipe. Mm-hmm. So one day, he's looking for it in the morning. He can't find it. So he gets his flunky Laventry Berry and goes, no, I can't find my pipe. So Beria goes out, goes out, he comes back. Comrade, Comrade Beria, Comrade Beria, don't worry, I found the pipe. But Comrade Scollin, I've already had four people confessing to stealing it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, no. Now, just be glad you're in America. Oh, ab- every, <laughs> go, exactly every day. God bless America. I love our country. I have to say that. Yeah. And one of the things that I generally sing when I'm out is the national anthem. I get cast all the time, which I'm very proud to sing. Every single cool. time so thanks a lot. We'll look forward to opera. John was going to sing the opera. But oh, we're, there but, you go. Cool. You would lose a lot yeah. of listeners. Yes. Yeah. Adios. <laughs>
Marco ai miei grispirti come un, un sogno parve la visione verale di spaventose larve gli scherri ed il supplizio la madre smorta in volto scalza discendo il grido il grido il nudo grido ascolto 